0: good man get to ref a little uh little league flag football tonight got those old ref juices flowing from the intramural
1: days uh so that was pretty fun that's that's nice man i i miss officiating it was it was a good time got yeah. to do it a little bit at my last job but sadly don't do it too much now but um This episode of the Cut Podcast Network is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I've been there. Whether it's frustrations with your job, your social situation, or something else, life can be challenging. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating within 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 15,000-plus counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcast. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for The Cut Podcast Network listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Podcast. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of The Cut Podcast Network guys it's week two of the nfl season Uh, i had a really bad start to my fantasy year and i am just hopeful that my advice helps you because it doesn't help me sometimes um and so listen to randy tonight is kind of what i'm saying so uh (laughs) yes yes, i did
0: much better than you (laughs) you did you did
1: uh tonight is our start sit episode so we're gonna give you some starts and sits for week two of the NFL slate, but first we're going to talk through our Thursday night preview. Um, and before all that, make sure you guys head over to YouTube. There was some technical difficulties with the coach approach uh, last night when you're listening to this. So it wasn't on Twitter, but it was on YouTube and it is on the podcast feed. Um, Kevin uh, from the W Royale at the boys underscore 22 joined them and talked through a ton of good stuff. <clears throat> he was on there pretty, pretty much the whole show. Uh, and then we've got the college football cut coming out and DFS deep dive, uh, in the next two days. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Everything will be on the Twitter from now on, uh, our rankings by the time you are hearing this will be fully posted and updated. Uh, and then we do another update on Saturday. So, uh, we wait for the injury reports and stuff. So you guys can go ahead and check that out, set your lineups before the Thursday, Games and then go ahead and check back on Saturday evening, I would say. Um, and yes, get, get your lineup set with hopefully less updates this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopeful, hopeful for that. Good guy. Um, all right, Thursday night football is bad this week, unfortunately. So we have well. <laughs> it, it's, it's not great. Uh, so the New York Giants are going to Washington to. Play the football team who just lost Ryan Fitzpatrick to the IR. Taylor Heineke is starting for them. Uh, Football team is three-point home favorites. Uh, And you wrote in here 51% of bets are on the the Giants to cover. Mm -hmm. As of when I typed this in, yes. So pretty split down the middle. Uh, This game is going to be low scoring, uh, as as projected by Vegas, a a 40.5 over under. I believe that will be the lowest for this week of games, uh, if Probably. I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, it's not great, but
0: uh, most of the bets in Vegas are betting the over, so uh, I yeah. think they're betting that even with Heineke, the Giants defense sucks. I think that's what they're they're going with.
1: Yeah, see, the thing is, is I don't, I don't know that the Giants defense sucks. I think what they saw was a really, really good broncos team um so i would personally bet the under here uh i would too based on i mean our article that'll be out now
0: uh that sweet writes every week that we give our predictions i believe i did like 20 to 17 giants actually kind of it against you guys in that regard maybe <laughs> wrongly but i'll take the chance uh but yeah, so, even then, I'm, it's still under, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I did 17-13 to 13 or something like that. Some gross. Uh, yeah,
0: the the football team's defense is obviously really good, especially in the front seven. So that's going to cause problems for the, the hapless Giants offensive line and quarterback play of late.
1: Yeah, there's a clip going around. Uh, I don't remember who the offensive lineman was that got beat, but... It's funny because Daniel Jones is just sitting there, like, jittering. Like, he has no idea what's going on. Pat the football.
0: Is that the same play where the the lineman, like, blocks the running back?
1: It could be. (laughs) I think it's actually a different one, though, which is sad. Good God, that's sad, yeah. Yeah.
0: They did not have a good uh, week against the Broncos defense, who front seven-wise, I would say, arguably, is worse than the Redskins. Football team, Jesus. That's been a while
1: since I've done that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Wow. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean I, I think the football team is going to be able to get to the quarterback Which means we're going to see the under the, the The way we would see an over would be If the football team can create turnovers And score Touchdown. on defense yeah, yeah, defensive touchdowns I think Could be the case this yep. this Thursday So, And
0: I, I think uh, Moving into fantasy players To start off, I think the football team Just like the Broncos defense last week Would be a good play As a defense this week, I think we're going to continue to play the defenses going against uh, teams like the Giants, who have turnover-prone sides on the offense and are banged out, too. So, they're missing a lot of key components. Uh, So, start there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. The question I wanted to ask you, Randy, what are you doing with Saquon this week? Um. I'm not uh,
0: excited. I can tell you that <laughs> without looking excited. deeply at the rankings yet. Um, I definitely. I mean, he's ranked. Like, let's not be.
1: Rank as a this. a middle two. Uh, yes, nineteen.
0: I, I, I am nineteen, and that's. You know, I don't feel great about it either. It's kind of like last week. Uh, I believe I ranked Zeke at like fifteen, and I was. Like eh, I don't really like it. <laughs> and I also punished uh, I punished David Montgomery and put him at like twenty something last week because of the bad matchup. He did well against the matchup. The play, the play calling for the Cowboys, was against playing well, anyways. So, uh, I think that changes this week, obviously. But it's that kind of situation where I'm like, do I even want to? It's like start your stud, but do it... it's gonna be a flex play, which it can't be a flex play because it's a Thursday game it's rough
1: yep i uh he's not one of my sits but i i am ranking saquon at rb 30 as of right now for the week i think i think i'm out on him i know it's start your studs but it's also is saquon that level i need to be careful talent wise yes talent wise yes
0: wise no
1: health wise. Uh, he's questionable heading into this game as well. And so I might actually bump him down and just say, I'm not starting Saquon this week, which I know sounds counterintuitive to the start your studs tweet that I put well, out. But
0: yeah, I, again, um, this is one of those, like you should like, it's gotta be a situational thing. And you, that's why we have the uh, Sunday stream. Now we'll start set questions uh, just because, there's a lot of this kind of thing, and it just makes sense. Uh, for Thursday, though, it's it's really, really tough. For me to confidently sit Saquon, I would have to have probably three running backs. I know for sure you're going to score more points. And I don't yeah. – I mean, my teams probably have that, but I'm not sure everyone's do.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're looking at, uh, like – a decision but say your decision comes down to like Najee Harris or Saquon. Not, I'm, not even close. <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm playing I'm playing Najee there.
0: In uh, reality it, it'd be more Tyson Williams, Saquon or uh Henderson or Robinson or Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, uh Ronald Jones. Like that's that's more what you're really Damian Harris like that's that's what we're talking, because the, Najee Harris drafted in the second round. You're not sitting Najee for Saquon. You, you would be playing them both. You know, like that's not,
1: yeah, fair. Sure. Uh, in terms of the receivers in this game, I am going to be talking about one of them. Um, so yes. I don't want to go too too in depth here. But okay,
0: let's let's cover like. Uh, let's go with the outside guys, Slayton and Galladay.
1: Don't touch. How do we
0: feel? it? I, I am kind of along the same regards this week. What about Terry McLaurin on the other side, who is basically the other receiver we care about?
1: I was asked a start set question for McLaurin. I think you can expect like <clears throat> a better game. I think you can expect like a back end two type of game. So I think I'd play him. So for clarification, uh, Fitzpatrick goes down in the second.
0: The Washington football team goes on to run 49 total offensive plays. Uh, For reference, the Lions ran 31 plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, (laughs) So that's kind of the massive difference that we're seeing here. Uh, Football team had the lowest offensive plays of the week. I would expect if Heideki could move the ball – which we've seen him do in this exact scheme last year. Let's not undersell Heineke. He didn't play incredible last year, but he did get this team uh, to play off caliber team and in the playoffs. So uh, for, for that, I, I, and a lot of that was going to Terry. We didn't sit Terry down the stretch. I don't think we should sit him yet. I just don't expect wide receiver one numbers yet. Let's see how it works out. I think that's the the way you should target this.
1: Well, here's the thing, too. So he gets James Bradbury, and last year I made Terry McLaurin one of my sits when he played James Bradbury because James Bradbury is one of the five to ten best corners in the league, I think. Uh, However, I was very, very wrong on that, and I believe Terry McLaurin went off for over 100 yards. He had like 40 yards in the first quarter. He made me look like a fool, and I just won't do it again. Um, I know they also have a Dory Jackson now, but I think it's mostly going to be Bradbury. I wrote an article today. Shadow corners are not really a thing. It's gonna be wherever Terry lines up, corners pretty much stay on their their same side. Some corners do shadow. The Giants don't. They have two, yeah. two to three. I mean, they have a decent slot corner as well. So uh I'm I'm playing Terry though. I'm in on that. Antonio Gibson, you're playing. Um Taylor Heineke in Superflex, are you waiting and seeing before you even I mean, hopefully you're not down to Having to start Taylor Heineke right now, right?
0: Uh, You know, (laughs) I mean, if you think of the worst situation possible for some
1: teams, they
0: could be. uh, That's true. But I doubt it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, all right. And then, really quickly, before we move on past the Thursday night game, uh, Thrive Fantasy picks for this game. So, obviously, we talked through. I'm taking a lot of unders this week. I took the under on Daniel Jones, on Saquon, on Kenny Galladay. Um, I took the over on some of the Washington football team. I took the under on Adam Humphreys. With a low-scoring game, are you more inclined to pick unders for the majority of the Thrive picks?
0: Yeah, I would say. I I think there's a few that are
1: on the border. Um, I
0: I think it's pretty safe to say that Gibson – will most likely get over the 91.5 total yards. The total yards be the key factor there. Um, unless you expect Heineke to throw multiple picks, I, I would probably hit the under on his touchdown interception uh, total of 3.5. So, he, I mean, getting four, I mean, you, you really need him to get three touchdowns. I don't know if that's possible uh, or probable, really, because they're going to try and hand it off more than throw it, I would assume, especially if they get to the red zone. Um, I think uh, the only overs I'm fully comfortable with would be like Sterling Shepard, Gibson, and then probably the Daniel Jones ones. And that, for me specifically, comes to uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. And also, especially if Saquon's banged up, uh, they're not going to feed him to that D-line, <laughs> like all that often. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's fair. Uh, I Like I said, I took the under on him. Um, but only because I think with Washington slowing the game down, I don't think they run enough plays for him to at least have that many completions. Maybe the yards I get wrong, but uh, it's, I say it's a bad game. We're all going to watch intently. We're all going to make fun of both of these teams probably at some point tomorrow night or tonight when you're listening to this and it'll be football and we should be grateful for football. Right? Exactly. Yes. And again, like uh, again,
0: I want to stress this. Taylor Heineke plays his ass off anytime he's on the field, and he has won games in the NFL. Let's yeah. just and, let's just
1: have that pointed out. Well, and there, there's a real, th- like, theory between a, a lot of the Washington beats that they extended Taylor Heineke to be the starting quarterback after this year if Fitz was calling it quits. So uh, yeah. this is tryout. Hundred um, we'll, percent. We'll see if he he. Does well. I, I hope so. But all right, Great. let's get into our starts and sits. We always start with quarterbacks, and we are going to continue that train today. Uh, Randy, why don't you go first with the quarterback?
0: All right, fine. Uh, I think mine's more a little more obvious, so I'm fine with this. I'm going with Matthew Stafford on the week. Uh, obviously, he finished quarterback nine for most leagues last week. He is my quarterback nine on the week. Obviously, an absolute domination of the Bears with limited attempts, really, for what you think about it, Uh, connected on a lot of passes, 10 plus yards downfield, and he got three touchdowns off of that, which is he got three touchdowns of the week, but all were 10 plus yard throws downfield in the new play action scheme that he hasn't really been a big part of in his time in Detroit. He actually thrived. He was like 15 for 15, I believe, and got two touchdowns in play action. Uh, yeah. so he, he is, he's really looking good in this offense. However, he dominated the bears defense that looked like, uh, a high school team at, at a lot of times, uh, they gave up a touchdown that I, I would, uh, I would expect to see in a middle school field. Uh, it, it was that bad. They refused to guard Cooper cup. So, uh, I want to say, uh, the Colts defense looked really bad last week. They didn't look as bad as the Bears, but still bad. <laughs> so I would say uh, Stafford again, 20 for 26, 321, three touchdowns last week. Not a heavy performance by any means, but in limited work, he absolutely killed it. I, I don't see how he doesn't do the exact same thing this week. Wilson had basically the same stat line <laughs> against the Colts last week. Uh, I think he had like 16 completions and four touchdowns actually, which is ridiculous to its own. So I, I just think it, I think it's pretty clear to me that the Rams are going to roll with a passing game to start the year. Let the running game get acquainted, let it get healthy and let that be a, a saving grace down the stretch uh, to complement a strong passing game, but they want to get involved early because it's everything's new for Stafford. So, I think this is actually a great strategy. I think they do it again against the not-great Colts team, uh, especially in the secondary. So that's uh, just what I'm... I, I, I don't I think there's any way he's not a QB1 this week. I think he has a shot to be the quarterback one if he throws uh,
1: more than 26 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in on this. I'm a little lower on him this week. I have him at QB13. Um, but. That kind of speaks to the guy that I'm about to talk about, but before that, I do want to say that Colts secondary is kind of atrocious. Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. puts safeties in a blender all freaking day. Uh, they yeah. just it, we we should have seen this coming, guys. I I put out the the Colts breakdown video where I said, yeah, this is all bad. Like they they, they replaced their starting middle linebacker too, who is their signal caller. Like that's more significant than you would think it is so uh and the report was that Darius Leonard was out uh, of practice today as well so if he doesn't play I think Stafford is even more likely to go off so I'm in cool good stuff all right my start of the week this week is Teddy Bridgewater and you might think Why would I start Teddy Bridgewater in single quarterback lead? I'll tell you why. Because he's a quarterback one for me, and you should listen to me, even though I told you to listen to Randy at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is my quarterback five this week, and the reason is because he gets a Jacksonville team that just let Tyrod Taylor be a quarterback one. Uh, Tyrod Taylor finishes the QB 11 on the week with an atrocious Houston Texans offense outside of Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins looked pretty good as well. But Teddy Bridgewater has just, even after losing Jerry Judy, he has just a flurry of weapons at his disposal, and he didn't look so bad himself in week one. Uh, Obviously, he was against the Giants. He is the QB 14 right now. But the main thing here is that while Jacksonville actually, they weren't that bad. So they're 15th ranked in DVOA, so they're top half of the league right now. But the reason for that is because they stopped the run actually really well and they were 19th in the league in past DBOA. And so while I would say, man, this could be a Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams game, I'm sure they want to get Javante a little bit more involved. I don't think it's going to be the case because I think Jacksonville is going to just throw another 50 times and they're going to put up some garbage time points and this isn't going to get too out of hand. So I do think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be ultra efficient. He has the highest QBR in the league right now. And I think you can honestly... I'm I'm debating I have Baker uh, on one of my single quarterback uh, redraft teams. I'm thinking about dropping Baker and picking up Teddy Bridgewater for the week just to get myself another win. Um, that's I, I say another because that's one of the three or four leagues that I actually won in uh, and playing Teddy and just seeing where that goes against a, a shit Jacksonville team. Um, yeah, I'm starting him. Yeah,
0: it's I mean, it's Teddy, so I'm not like overly hyped but it, it was a good performance last week uh his team is definitely behind him from the sound of it and it, this jaguar team is dog shit uh i mean let's just you can't it, we have to see something from it. you can't get absolutely just destroyed by what should be the worst team in football and not be called dog shit the next week <laughs> yeah. uh just for me and he, i I, I see a lot of runs for the Broncos. That doesn't mean that Teddy can't have two, three touchdowns in the first quarter, and then they just run into in
1: oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I could honestly see a four touchdown game out of Teddy this week, uh, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. It's... Anything's
0: possible at this point against Jacksonville. I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. It's so true. All right,
1: who's your running back start this week, Randy?
0: Okay, Uh, we actually already brought him up. Uh, It's a little bit of low-hanging fruit, but for me, this is more reassurance than anything, Uh, and that's for the Najee Harris owners. Uh, Had a bad first week in a tough matchup in his debut. I think most people conservatively had him as a a back-end RB2 last week if they were smart. Um, I don't know where he was in our consensus, but he ended up RB46. However, he got 16 touches running into what seemed like a brick wall <laughs> against the Buffalo Bills, and he also had three targets, and he got 100% of the touches and offensive snaps for the running backs and for the Steelers. That's an unheard-of thing. <laughs> uh, I don't expect that to continue, in my opinion. I, I do think Benny Snow works in a bit. I just don't think there are touches that matter. I think they are touches that spelled Najee Harris after his 40-yard run. And uh, Najee is going to actually kill it this week. Uh, that's that hurts my feelings, obviously as a Raiders fan. But the Raiders defense looked really good against the Ravens in Week One. They did still give up 27 points. They won an over an overtime thriller, but mostly due to incredible pass rush and some pretty good press covers on the outside. Uh, nothing Shotgun. to do with the running game, where they gave up 189 yards. <laughs> by Lamar and a guy that was going to be on the practice squad, Tyson Williams. So, <laughs> for me, I just think Najee has high touchdown upside this week. Am I saying Steelers for sure win this week? No. Uh, I don't think you could see what the Raiders did Monday night, playing badly in the first half, and then still coming back and sorting back and winning that game, and seeing what the Steelers did, and be very confident that they win this game no matter what. I think Najee has a great game. Worst case, he just gets like 80 yards, no touchdowns, but he still gets like three or four catches. So I don't see how he's not, at least in RB2 this week. I have him as RB13, so I think he has a lot of touchdown upside. Best thing for Najee, that Raiders pass rush was scary Monday night against a kind of bad Ravens offensive line. However, the Ravens have a stud left tackle. Guess who doesn't have a stud left tackle? The Steelers. (laughs) Their offensive line is worse. So, in my opinion, the Raiders are going to be getting to Big Ben a lot. He's going to have to get the ball out quick all game. Stock up for Najee and Deontay for this week.
1: Yeah. I am more in on this than I thought I would be. Um, Simply because, you know, volume is going to be there this week. I'll talk about this a little bit more in one of my sits. Um, but I I think it is going to be the Najee show, especially after having a a pretty rough debut. Um, They don't want their first-round running back to to do that.
0: Uh, Yeah, the the fantasy football community preaches opportunity mixed with talent. Uh, Najee is that in spades. He is a very talented running back in all facets of the game, and he's got all the opportunity. So there's no way he's not successful in the long run even with a terrible offensive line when he doesn't face a top and top 15 run defense or even better you know with the bills so
1: yeah yep all right um my guy here is damian harris so a pair of harris's at our running back starts of the week i know everyone is jumping off the ship because he fumbled the game away and that means the bill's gonna put him on the bench While I think that could be the case in a different situation, I don't think it is the case here. Armandre Stevenson would be his likely, you know, guy who would take over for him. And he also had a fumble in this game, and I think that's gone a little bit unnoticed. A lot of people are fading Damian Harris for the rest of the season. I think that's wrong. Um, I think Damian Harris is still going to be the lead back uh, in in New England, for the rest of the season, he caught some passes. He looked really good up until that fumble uh, against a good Dolphins defense. And the good thing is that he gets the Jets in Week 2. And the Jets, while they weren't awful against the run, uh, they gave up, I believe, 111 yards on the ground, which ranks actually 15th. So they're top half of the league. It was the Panthers, guys. Uh, they gave up 111 yards. to Well, it's Christian McCaffrey, yes but it's also the Panthers offensive line. And so it's going to be a completely different story with that new England offensive line, bullying the jets and opening wide open holes for Damian Harris. I think even if he doesn't catch those couple passes that he did, I think you're looking at a guy who could rush for over a hundred yards. And I think he's going to find the end zone probably more than once this week. Um, and so he's he's a high, high-ish, high middle-tier RB2 for me. I'd start him in my flex and be perfectly content with that. He's my RB17. Uh, he's my RB17, too, if you want confirmation. Uh,
0: <laughs> I would say it's almost a lock that he gets 100 yards this week. The, the touchdowns and the receptions are the question marks, but the yards, I mean, he had like 80 yards in the first half last week yeah. <laughs> against the Dolphins. This is the Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's—I mean—the kid's explosive. There's a reason they got rid of Sonny Michelle. They don't—they don't feel they need uh, yeah. a guy like Sony to challenge him. So for
0: me, that's the biggest thing. Is yeah, he fumbled, but Sony's not there, and Ramondre's not at that level yet, at least.
1: Uh, no. And again, he fumbled as well.
0: <laughs> and a rookie okay. fumbling, Bill's going to punish that guy more than Damian Harris because he wants the message to get across.
1: Yeah, even if it was like what we're I saying is it.
0: James White RB1 this week.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shoot, maybe uh, a lot of people were on like JJ Taylor taking carries away from him. Like, you're not no. giving a, a carries to a five foot three, uh, 80 pound back, you're just not doing it. So. I feel like those mushrooms are wrong, but uh, either way, mm-hmm. David and Harris should have a good RB2 week. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Hit me with your wide receiver start of this week.
0: Okay. Uh, this one, uh, this is more reassurance that you're not point, ch- point chasing this week. I'm going Jamar Chase. Uh, he's my wide receiver 19 of the week. So, actually, I have him finishing worse than he did last week. But he killed it in his debut. Let's be, just be straight. Seven targets, five catches, 101 yards, and a score. He led the three wide receivers in this offense in targets and in catches (laughs) the bears defense literally didn't know how to play football last week. I don't expect them to really be that bad. Again, I expect them to get (laughs) just screamed at all week. Uh, Replacements made. They're going to figure something out. I still like even an improvement chase should dominate. Uh, He is their big play target, but he also is a mix of the whole field. And You know, just for me, I I just expect another huge game from this week. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, victory laps on Twitter. We're going to see a lot of people calling for Jamar Chase being the clear-cut number one of this team uh, already after two weeks instead of Higgins. Uh, That is wrong Uh, for now. uh, I think Chase is that guy in the long run. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a wide receiver one performance this week.
1: Yep, I I actually ranked him higher than you, and yep. I got to the dock after you. Uh, and this is actually oh, you mean the doc app. I made? Shut yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so this was actually the guy I had in mind as well. A lot of people have kind of uh, taken. I I said, you know, I tweeted out. We've talked about how I get myself in trouble on that app, but I tweeted out, "What if he has permanent yips?" Turns out he doesn't, and I never was saying that he would. I also projected Chase to be the target leader on this team and the yeah. clear wide receiver one. We thought he would start slow. He didn't. So what does that mean? Mean the sky's the limit for this kid. I think. And if but, H- if yeah. Higgins doesn't catch that touchdown, you're looking at his four for fifty-eight. As, you know exactly what I said when I said maybe we should fade Higgins a little bit because Jamar's there. Yeah. Here's my thing:
0: is I think this was a slow start. Like that's. That's the problem. Uh, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver I've scouted. Uh, I know he's not your best, uh, but he's my best. And it's for a reason I, I am very proud of my wide receiver rankings and scouting so far. Uh, and it's for a reason Chase is very, very good, especially in this kind of role. I do think he can be the top option of a team easily, and especially with a guy like T. Higgins on the other side being a possession kind of guy. It... I. Like if Chase gets ten plus targets a game, it it's over. Like there's not even, like he got seven and he looks, it it looked like <laughs> the playoff game. Like if you'd have just gotten the targets from Burrow, he probably would have started counting one, two, three, four. Like it yeah. it looked that easy, and that's yeah. that's the thing.
1: I do want to correct you though. Late in my process, I don't know if you remember, I did flip Chase because I didn't know that he was that freaking athletic. And so Chase is right. my top scouted wide receiver, oh. just over Justin Jefferson over the last two years. But
0: I know he, I I know where he flipped, where he kind of stood in the rankings for you. I wasn't sure he flip to the top though.
1: He yeah, I wasn't sure either, so I just double checked. But yeah, <laughs> him, him and uh, wrong wrong <laughs> him and Justin Jefferson were close. But all right, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fully on board with this though. Um, my wide receiver start this week is a guy that we actually talked about on the Monday live show. Uh, remember, live 1030 on Mondays. Uh, but uh, Sterling Shepard is my start this week. And the reason Sterling Shepard is my start, Randy kind of alluded to this. Uh, Sterling Shepard is startable every week that Evan Ingram is out. Turns out Evan Ingram is out again this week. Uh, it's I, I assume that he will be back eventually. So this might be like a one and done type of deal or like a one and then wait to hey, see. But what's up?
0: Let's be real here. If he does the same exact thing, uh, trade him.
1: <laughs> uh, I think he does
0: the same shit. I think this is a smart decision to be your start. Uh, doesn't mean
1: that you can't trade him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's true. And so what Sterling Shepard did in week one was, you know, he put up a, a quiet. It wasn't very quiet. Seven receptions on nine targets for 113 yards and a touchdown. It was incredibly impressive. I started to come up on Sterling as, you know, Kenny Galladay was hurt and Darius Tony sucks and shouldn't have been drafted where he did. And uh, Darius Slayton is just Darius Slayton. Um, so we know what Sterling Shepard is. And the coaches today or yesterday now said, we're not going to open up the offense. We're just going to, we need to chip away at the Washington defense. Well, you know who chips away at defenses? Sterling Shepard, who lines up primarily in the slot, but he does kick outside a little bit. Uh, He gets favorable corner matchups when he does uh, kick to the inside, which is, like I said, where he normally is. And I think that you're going to be able to start him confidently in your flex and expect a wide receiver to finish. I have him ranked this week at wide receiver 17. So I think you could be looking at another wide receiver one performance from sterling shepherd uh he was the wide receiver eight in week one so i don't know that he'll get all the way up there but i do think that despite the you know i i keep saying hammer the unders hammer the unders this is the one guy that i'm very very confident starting in this game i'm with you like i said i, I think he has a
0: good week I, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that at this point <laughs> For sure, maybe it's all not as good as last week, but still,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, Washington's, I, you can argue that the Broncos cornerbacks are better than Washington, so you could argue that he could have a better game, but uh, again, pass rush matters, so yes, so all right, hit me with your tight end, okay. Uh, this guy should give us no shock
0: to actual long time listeners that I love this week. <laughs> uh, he's my A1 last year. Uh, and did everything I said he would. Noah Fant, um, for me, I think he is the unfortunate winner of the the weeks without Judy, uh, and that's just because of Teddy Bridgewater's kind of play style. I want to say, uh, it, it, let's. I mean, I think it boosts Fant and Tim Patrick, in my opinion, and maybe a slight chance for Hamler. Fant was tied end seven last week, and I expect a better performance this week. I have a tight end five. He's going against the, the terrible Jaguars team. Uh, the biggest thing for me is, like, I, I've seen a lot of questions of, well, Judy's out, uh, why, are we t- why do we think Tim Patrick and everyone's going to do so good? They're just going to start to court and Sutton. Uh, court and Sutton was, like, not used last week. <laughs> I mean, that's, no. like, not at all. It just didn't seem like that's what Teddy wanted to do. Uh, Teddy does not throw 50-50 balls and that's what Sterling Shepard, or Sterling Shepard, sorry, that's what Cortland Sutton is best at. Uh, He's a great possession, but he's a great contested catch receiver. I just don't see that being what Teddy wants to do, but that's good news for Fant. Uh, Alberto got the tight end touchdown last week, and Fant was still easily a tight end one. (laughs) If he gets a touchdown this week or maybe two, uh, I don't see how he can't be the one as long as, Waller doesn't get 72 targets this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Waller will, though. That's the uh, <laughs> other may. difference. You know, Um, I have Waller. My there, one.
0: I, I believe the last time the Steelers and the Raiders played, I thought they matched up Minka directly on Waller the entire game. And I'm not saying Waller can't win that matchup on occasion. Uh, I'm just saying it might slow them down and force them to use their a plethora of wide receivers
1: yeah that are actually pretty good turns out maybe not henry Rogers yet well
0: it, yeah but he he was open it's you know like it, he was open wide a open. lot edwards got open a lot he got past their fears the only one that got open and caught the ball at the time was hunter renfro which is no shock to anyone that's ever watched a raiders game <laughs>
1: yeah. or listen to this podcast we've we've always said that I we'll oh, see yeah. you um yeah. I mean, I'm in on Noah Fant. He's my tight end six this week. He's uh, an absolute must start uh, pretty much every yes. week that Judy's out, I think, um, which is on the, they did report that it's on the six week side of things, which is yeah, kind of good news,
0: I th- think. Th- the best thing for Fant for me is if he doesn't get a touchdown and he just gets the same target share as last week, the Judy injury doesn't affect him.
1: He was tight at seven. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, uh, tight ends are not, you know, fun because last week I picked Robert Tunyon, not expecting Aaron Rodgers to be uh, a reincarnate of 2015 Peyton, um, but he was, and so I was wrong. This week, I don't think I will be wrong though, and I'm picking Jared Cook as my tight end start of the week. Um, I you could be. <laughs> I could very well be wrong. Uh, So here's the thing. Jared Cook, he saw eight targets in week one. I had been a little like out on Jared Cook heading into the season, not knowing what the target share was going to look like. Also expecting Austin Eckler to get some targets, not zero. I think that will be the case this week. I think Austin Eckler does get some work in the receiving game. However, I don't think that comes at the expense of Jared Cook. And so... He is what he is. He's Right now, he's the third target on a high-volume passing attack. Now, I know the Chargers will want to be a little more balanced, but against the Cowboys, they're not going to be able to. Uh, and I know everyone's saying, well, DeMarcus Lawrence is out, so they're just going to be able to do what they want. So are the Cowboys. The Cowboys are one of the best offensive teams in football. They kept up with cham- the championship-level Bucks, And so the Chargers are going to throw 40 to 50 times in this game, maybe over 50 times. Jared Cook's going to see probably more targets than he did in week one because like we talked about they did play washington who slowed the game down when you start to play uh, just have them on the field for more offensive plays jared cook is going to be a beneficiary of that of course keenan allen mike williams are going to get their fair share but tight ends feast against the cowboys we saw Gronk put up two touchdowns in week one uh and finishes i i believe the tight end two right uh behind Waller, yeah. maybe, maybe three I believe um, so. Something like that. So I think Jared Cook is a tight end one this week. I think if he's on your waiver wire still, he shouldn't be. You should go ahead and pick him up, and I would start him this week.
0: Yeah. Um, I am conservative on Cook this week, only for the fact that I want to see Eckler also get the ball in the passing game to make sure it's not just, okay, well, either Cook is open or Eckler's open. You know what I mean? I just want to see them both get it. Uh, for that reason, I, I have him at 18 this week. Uh, obviously, if he gets the same usage as just last week, he's clearly going to be closer to year 9 than my 18. Uh, and I think that's very, very possible this week. Yeah,
1: Sounds good. Alright. Um, let's just roll right into our sits of the week. Randy, give me your first okay. one. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh,
0: mine's going to be Mike Davis. Uh, he is my RB 41 on the week. Uh, this may be stating the obvious, uh, but it's, it's just gotta be said. I think someone just has to have it said. I'm not touching Davis this week. Uh, I like the opportunity he gets. I like the somewhat talent, uh, but this isn't Najee. Um, and this is, he had a bad matchup last week. against the Eagles. He gets an even worse one, in my opinion, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Uh, he had 18 touches last week and was, I believe, the RB 31. This the Eagles' defense just stowed Waldem. Uh The Bucks' defense shut down a much more talented running back in Zeke last week. Uh, Zeke was RB 47 last week, so I I think he maybe does a little bit more in the air and he gets up to RB 41. Great for him. Uh, the other big reason here, Tampa Bay got a major injury in the secondary. They have limited bodies there right now, uh, so it would make more sense for a Falcons team that has the potential to be explosive in the passing game to fucking pass the ball. <laughs> uh, so I, I think they they start to, they think about running early, they get like 20 yards in the first half running against Vita Fea and, and Dominick and Sue and that whole bunch, <laughs> and they they then choose to actually try to throw the ball, and sure, Mike Davis could get it done in the passing game, but uh, who's covering Mike Davis if he comes out of the backfield? Hmm. Two of the fastest and hard-hitting linebackers in football paired up. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Let's, let's throw to Ridley. Let's throw to Pitts. Let's throw it <laughs> anyone Gage. else. You know, like, let's just get away from it. Uh, I, I said the Falcons offense on our, our waiver water show. Uh, I said maybe look at Russell Gage, especially if he gets dropped just for this week, because they aren't going to score that many points, in my opinion. Uh, it's gonna get better. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're off their passing game can look as bad as it did against the Eagles again. I think they will grow in that aspect. Uh, but the running game is gonna look worse.
1: Yeah, no, I am I'm in on this. I was always out on Mike Davis, and I'm kind of glad you know, I'm, Jeff, you've been more in on him than even I have.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, for me, I, I haven't argued your guys's like argument of the talent level by any means. I, I think the opportunity outweighs the talent. Um, So I think for that reason, in the season-long aspect, as long as he doesn't get injured, I I would assume he is an RB2, whether that is closer to the back end than most people hope for. That's fine. Uh, I think if you drafted him as your RB2, you probably did a wrong job. (laughs) Uh, But for me, I, I was never shied away from Mike Davis because I generally he was my RB3 or 4 so why yeah. would i care
1: <laughs> yeah i'd be comfortable with him as my four uh but just i i think he's touchdown dependent too and i don't think he gets in the end zone this week so
0: you could but again he had 18 touches last week if you have that kind of touch count every single week and you don't face the eagles or the bucks running game running defense every
1: week <laughs> yeah. you have a better chance <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> Uh, sucky part he gets the bucks again after this game he well. does but you could sit him again it's yep. okay and the saints uh, twice so i'm uh, not
0: sure if i'm nervous about that one. <laughs> not yet at least
1: not yeah we'll see all right my first sit this week is clyde edwards elair so in week one uh game script was crazy right uh just absolutely absurd patrick mahomes threw just 36 times but that's because the chiefs didn't run a ton of plays. They were, they were kind of a slow moving offense.
0: They also didn't have the ball that often.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't. I mean, they had a similar like time of possession, but when they were out there, they were trying to like force, force feed Clyde. They were trying to get the running game going and it just wasn't working. And so he had 43 yards on 14 carries, not efficient at all. He got, uh, stifled in the backfield quite a bit. He had three catches for an additional 29 yards, but they were dump offs. They weren't like schemed up things except for, I think one. And so then we're looking at the matchup, right? So Clyde Edwards, the he was fairly disappointing. He didn't kill you, but he didn't do well for you either for where you drafted him. Then you look at the the defense that he's about to face in Baltimore and they held opposing running backs specifically to forty-five yards in Week One, Josh Jacobs had uh, thirty of those. Kenyon Drake, we, when we think of what Kenyon Drake did, it was mostly through the air, um, and so then you know Marcus Mariota had his his long run. So the the rushing defense looked a little worse than it it normally would. But Clyde is what, what's that? Well, I was I was gonna I was just I will
0: say. Um, For the Raiders, incognito out. Denzel get hurt early. A center getting used to the team. So maybe that played into it slightly uh, for the Raiders side. Uh, But I'm just just carving out the possibility. Um,
1: But but would you say that the Ravens' uh, D-line is much worse than the Browns? Or worse at all?
0: No, no.
1: See, that's where I'm. Like, that's why I'm saying, man. If the Browns, I mean, Malik McDowell graded as the third best defensive tackle in the league, so maybe they did find a gem and a guy that hasn't played football in five years. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I. For,
0: I mean, for for me, I just I I think that I I think you could argue, especially health wise. Uh, the Ravens' secondary may be a little bit better off than the Browns was, uh, so maybe they limit the passing game to an extent. And Clyde can have an okay day. I, I mean, I have him as an RB two. I'm not saying you're not wrong by any means. Uh, there's a there's a touchdown upside possibility. Um, <laughs> I, it's just one of those like I, I'm not fully out on Clyde. I mean, we're not gonna be fully out on Clyde. I know this is a matchup thing. I'm just saying. I have. I want to see it again against another good defense. See if that's the problem. I think it's probably that they, you know, have a rookie center, a rookie uh, lazy right guard, uh, and a right tackle that didn't play football last year. Yeah, I had to keep that argument going because yeah. he did not look good. Um, <laughs> but again he faced the guy that ranked third last week so i guess we're (laughs) splitting hairs here Uh,
1: the thing though like they're gonna face a lot of defensive fronts like that and specifically like i want to see if they can kind of open up some holes for clyde this week but i just don't expect it i think also i think baltimore is going to be able to put some points up on that chief's defense yeah and so uh they'll have honey badger back tyron matthew but it's the Baltimore, their offensive line was dog shit, and Lamar's just going to run all over them. That's what he does to the Chiefs. Yeah. So. 100%. Um, so the, I just hope, uh, I
0: hope for me, they run to the left side, the Chiefs, not the right side.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, I I didn't say I have him ranked as RB36. So I'm not like 100% out. That's still a back end <laughs> flex, but also like start a receiver instead, I think. Man. I, I'm not on, I mean, I'm just not there yet,
0: but I, I'm not anywhere against because he, I think he ranked like RB like 30 last, you know, like it's not like it's not possible by any means. Yeah. If he plays, if he has the exact same game, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be out at Clyde. That's that's what I
1: was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Let me try to trade him in Dynasty, yeah. trade him low. All right, go ahead with your second one. Okay. Uh, this is somewhat low hanging
0: fruit. I, I, I just want this out there. I was having a hard time picking a second sit this week. I I I'm kind of along the the basis for a lot of people this week. Um, but for this, I went with Mike Gusecki. Uh He is not ranked for me. And I think that's why I picked him, because I believe everyone else for us ranked him. Uh, I think top 15-ish or t- top 20 for sure. I didn't rank him. He got two targets last week. He got no catches. He gave you that big old goose egg kick of the nuts. Uh, <laughs> yep. And for me, I think Waddle seemed to take a lot of his targets as well as Gasket. And then you add in another weapon this week in Fuller uh, to take away more targets. And I'm just, you just, I'm not playing Gusecki until I see him fucking catch a ball. How about that? Yeah. He's he's sitting on my bench or in waivers until I see him catch a fucking ball. <laughs> so, uh, for <laughs> uh, other, I just finish this quick. Uh, I expect a lower scoring game this week. Uh, they had a kind of low scoring game last week. This week, uh, they go up against the Bills, who allowed
1: one catch to Eric Ebron. Yep. Yeah, um, so what I was gonna say though is we made jokes last year about Durham Smythe being the uh tight end one for that team because he was out there blocking, and Gasicki doesn't do that. Uh, guys. Durham Smythe was the tight end one for for that team. I believe I saw the snap share, and it was like uh, 70% of snaps went to Smythe. Only like 30 to 40 went to Gasicki. And when Gasicki was out there, he was still in that role where he's like a big slot or out wide. But in an offense that just added weapons, it's uh, not as good as it once was last year, for example. Well, and that's the thing with Gusecki. Yeah, he played big slot, uh, but they drafted a
0: slot at six overall. Uh, So that's the problem. And he was their best receiver last week. um, And I expect that to continue this week with the possibility of Will Fuller outscoring him because he's Will Fuller.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I also want to say Gasicki was one of the easier fades uh, this year, I think. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but he was kind of, if you not looking at this like we do all the time. Uh, he is always around that tight end, back end tight end. One ranking. Uh, he, he people saw what he did last year. They feel safe with him. Uh, I feel safer with him uh, on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, I also feel safer.
0: <laughs> and that's, that's not against way. his talent at all. In, in what you talked about with Smythe, uh, this O line, especially tackles, not great. It's kind of yeah. like someone for an entire draft process uh, said on this show and just constantly said Christian I know you like these linemen they suck dick they need to draft Sewell if they can or Slater they need that player yeah they did it, just like I said the Bengals needed that player and they yeah. still do uh, you know maybe both those picks work out I think they worked out week one I think they showed flashes for sure with Chase
1: and Waddle that doesn't mean I'm not right <laughs> yeah no, you're you I you're definitely right. Um all right, I need to get into mine before we get out of here. And my sit this week is Juju Smith Schuster. Uh if you're looking at just target share and kind of the order of the targets in Pittsburgh in week one against Buffalo, you're gonna say, Wow, look at that. Juju <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you're gonna say it just like that too. Wow. Uh, you're going to see the Juju Smith-Schuster had eight targets, and that's significant, right? So they only passed the ball 32 times. He got a fourth of the targets. That 25% target share, that's great. And then you actually like look at what he fucking did, and he caught four balls, so he caught 50% of those targets for only 52 yards. He scored 10.7 points in PPR. And the reason that I think that people are going to want to start Juju is the name value. Number one, Uh, the, you know, we talk about this offense, like it's pass first. And when you talked about Najee Harris, that's part of why I'm sitting Juju. This is going to be a game where they want to bully uh, the Raiders on the ground with Najee Harris. And Juju is that guy that gets phased out in those game scripts. In my opinion, I know, Claypool didn't see as many targets. Claypool was also more uh, productive on his targets than Juju was. Uh, He's just not a very good football player. Uh, He bet on himself. I think he's going to regret that pretty significantly. Uh, Being the wide receiver three on a team that I don't think is going to throw even 32 times this week. Not great, Bob. So I am, you know, even if he hits, say he scores a touchdown in this game, which is what you would need. uh, That's what. 12 points low upside guy i'm out
0: Uh, is it bad for that half of that like i think this speaks to who i am as a person for the first half of that all i could i just kept hearing Owen wilson say wow instead of listening uh but (laughs) i agree yeah so uh i i just don't i i don't know where you have him ranked this week i'm sure i'm not high on juju i'm not high on juju at all in this offense until next year when he's gone, which is what we said last year, and he's not gone. So, yeah.
1: so I have him forty-two. You have him forty-one. Uh, his consensus ranking will be outside of our top thirty-six. So, okay, good. Uh, That's good. Yeah, well so, done, boys.
0: Well done. Yeah,
1: <laughs> everyone did well. So, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and that is the last sit. So that is the end of our start and sit episode reminder if you guys want to ask us start sick questions we are always available at the cut ffb or you can shoot them to me at c williams nfl or randy at our hall nfl uh keep an eye out for the college football cut week two that will be happening uh, tonight tonight at at 10 p.m eastern time dfs deep dive is 8 p.m eastern time on fridays and then like randy alluded to earlier we are hoping to do a start sit live show on Sunday morning um, with a variety of our contributors and podcasters and stuff like that. So uh, are you going to be on there this, this week?
0: I as far it is, it's Thursday. Yeah. I do not work Sunday. As of now, I was already asked and said, no, <laughs> however, the level of begging at my work changes, but day by day. So
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: Uh, as of now, I am, uh, available if needed i think this week uh i know it's kind of a rotating set of hosts so i don't know who's actually doing it this week
1: but yeah, yeah. sounds good well i won't be because i'm running a, a real staff meeting at my real job so
0: ooh, so yeah. cool
1: <laughs> no not cool at all but
0: yeah job. uh for, for the most part uh send us i i saw we saw some today on our twitter uh Kit not do that Uh, Even if we answer them, we probably will uh, read some of those at least, maybe not all of them, but some of those on the Sunday show as well to help out people that maybe just uh, don't want to ask or anything, but they need that answered. It's just a good uh, way to go about it, but please send them on that. Uh, Whoever's on it (laughs) has all of our consensus ranking and their own feel. Uh, We all win a lot in fantasy, so I'm sure we could help out as much as possible.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. Randy, do you have anything else to add before we bounce? Uh, I guess it's just a small shout
0: out to the, the Listener League uh, champion from last year, Rich. Just getting absolutely destroyed by me. And Sean, uh, sh- just shout out there.
1: Uh, <laughs> love you, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fun Listener League story. Um, after we got off the air on Monday night, uh, I looked at my phone. We had just watched the end of the Raiders Ravens game, and Sweet texted me, We won, baby. I said, What? No, no, we didn't because I counted it as a loss on the episode. Turns out that Derek Carbom put us up by one point over Brett. So I'm sorry, Brett, if you're listening, uh, but uh, I'm not that sorry because I'm we're one and so uh, we're coming uh, for the championship,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it's part of the show. We'll quickly go through the standings right here. Uh, uh, Zach Petrico <laughs> is technically at first with one and oh, but has the highest points for followed by your boy Troy, who me and Sean faced this week, uh, followed by you and sweet then Steve, uh, Lynn, and then me and Sean, obviously, and then Nick. Nickel Bart, which I think is Nick Bartlett, uh, is in sixth, followed by uh, the guy that just had a show last night, Brett in seven. Uh, WLO Blen in Jr. at 0 uh, right. 1, Matt at 0 1, Rich at 0 1, take that L. Uh, D Ross at 0 1, and Cruiser in last place right now with uh, not a not great week. So hopefully he can turn around. Uh, you get, you guys get d Ross. He was like an eleventh win <laughs> point yeah. so far, and we get, uh, you know, gotta let, gotta let the bad teams face the bad teams. I guess you know, just <clears throat> oh, so, so,
1: so who are you facing? Who
0: do you get? Uh, Troy, Troy oh, boy, okay. whatever.
1: Gotcha. Well, good luck. Except, fuck your luck. <laughs> I you win and you lose. Uh, we, we, right. It's going to be close. It's going to be close, For I'm sure. sure. For sure. All right. Uh, well, I think that'll do a reminder that we are live on Mondays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, every Monday, and then these episodes come out podcast only every Thursday. Uh, reminder to send us things at the Cut FFB. Uh, I am on Twitter at NFL. Randy is at our Hall NFL and we will talk to you guys next week. For Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you guys then. Peace.
0: Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive's game concept revolves around player props, which are simple over-unders on player stats. There are contests for traditional sports including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and Cricket, as well as esports titles including CSGO, Dota 2, League of Legends, and more coming soon. Here's how to play. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Each prop has a fantasy point total based on how likely it is to hit. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Drive is awarded over $2 million in cash, so come and
1: prop up today. Use promo code THE CUT to get matching deposits up to $50 with a minimum deposit of $20. Thank you to Thrive Fantasy.